And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Alid Osborne and welcome to a very packed and special show. Yep, Alid's here to take over as we look ahead to World AIDS Day. Aisha from Common Ambition Bristol will be here live in the studio and there's something special launching. Mm, yes, there is indeed. All today, right here on Shout Out. Did you turn me up for that? I hope you turned me up. (laughs) (laughs) That is my queen shining moment. Um, Obviously, taken from you, Andy. The late and great. Well, not the late, but the great. I haven't died yet. (laughs) (laughs) The career may have. (laughs) Um, So, how have you been? I'm good. It's nice to have you here as well. It's lovely to have Ali in too. Oh, hi! Welcome back. It's um, it's um, it's uh, you always come and do the world dates. Um, day special for uh, this don't is you? my like, like fourth or like mm. I think it's my fourth World AIDS Day show now so um, yes it's uh, it's great I can't wait yeah. it's going to be good and we've got loads of info coming for you later we've got a lovely Aisha here as well hello to you hello um, and Terry's uh, remoting in from Terry the star un- un- underneath here. somewhere in the cave <laughs> somewhere or something in Harry Potter's dungeon <laughs> it's very Harry Pottery. he's under it, the stairs it is isn't it it is Harry Pottery. I, I love it but yeah I, I wouldn't, no one can ever put me in a closet again so. <laughs> definitely not no I don't think I was ever in one to no be honest way. oh you're always <laughs> this gay and fabulous then darling yeah always I fabulous came out with jazz hands so. oh damn that beats me best way to be yes, you know. jazz hands and a harness boom <laughs> <laughs> I'm here yes welcome benvenue so. anyway um, yeah, loads in this show so we're doing this one slightly early because our show next week is on World AIDS Day and we actually wanted to kind of talk about um, a load of the events that are going on and the like. So that's why we're doing it slightly earlier. Um, Plus, I'm not available. <laughs> I'm slightly busy. And we definitely day. do need you, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently. So, Everybody needs me. Yeah, you are the source of a lot of joy. But there's, oh. a lot, there's a lot going on, I think, isn't there? They're jam-packed. It started mm. today. Uh, well, it started on Monday with some billboards and bus stop campaigns oh, that are happening. Okay. And then today was the flag raising with our Marv um, our so Marv our Marv Marvin Reese to the rest of us um, our Marv um, Marvin so, Reese yeah oh nice and then we've got some more events that I can talk about well we've we got, got a whole section and we're going to be talking to Aisha about because um, um, you're the project coordinator for Common Ambition Bristol I am you? indeed so, and um, the first question everyone's going to be going what's that but don't answer yet we'll come back to that later <laughs> but there is also something else very special happening. Um, it has just gone live. You can start voting um, as soon as this jingle finishes. The Shout Out Listeners Awards are now open. 
comprised of 23 awards in five categories, they're your chance to tell us who you think is your best of the best. Round one is open nominations. You can nominate anyone for any award. Nominations will close at Christmas and then open again for the finals in January. Then, join us live at the Old Market Assembly in Bristol for our award ceremony sponsored by Hugo, where we'll announce the winners. To cast your nominations, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. There you go. They are now open. Uh, shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards is where you want to go. Get voting. Hashtag Miss Beaver Host. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. <laughs> Dancing all that really is disco. Kind of like, yeah, the shoulders are going. Traditional disco, isn't it? That's Sylvester and uh, You Make Me Feel. So It was You Make Me Feel by Sylvester. Disco version. Disco version. Yeah. You picked these songs for a reason though, didn't you? I did, yes. They are, they are all um, interlinked to World AIDS Day. Um, so Sylvester died of an AIDS-related illness, and then we have a couple more songs. So we've got one from Queen and Conchita Worst. Obviously, it's the now. Is it worst or worst? Worst, worst. I don't know. I think or. it's worst. I, I think it's like tomato, wrong. tomato. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Conchita is currently living with HIV. She got blackmailed into uh, disclosing her HIV oh, gosh, status I didn't know that. by an ex-partner. Yeah, lovely. Well, um, some lovely people in the world. Isn't there? <laughs> glorious people. Uh, we've obviously got crazy little thing called love by Queen because R.I.P. Freddie Mercury is the yes. anniversary of his death today. Is it? It oh, is. Right. Yes. And yes. then we've got Love and Pride by King coming up as well which was synonymous in the 80s and 90s so it takes people back to that place of the dance floor of a club and not knowing if you would see the person you're dancing with the week after. Yes. It, ha- it had a name. I remember the film Pride yes. making a thing of it. It was like a going away party. Uh, or farewell tour. Farewell tour. Farewell yeah. tour. Really? Yeah. People used to do like farewell tours where they knew they had literally days left. So they'd be pull like all day benders. They'd mm-hmm. go out on the scene. They'd say yeah. goodbye to everybody. And then Monday... You just don't see them again. Yeah. And and there there still is, I I know the generation above me, there's still a lot of people with survivor guilt who, Mm. you know, they they were doing exactly the same thing as all of their friends and their friends got HIV, turned into AIDS and died and they didn't. And they're like, why why them, not me? Or they're currently still living with HIV and they survived. Uh, Yes. They they were the ones that were still living, like they're the ones that are still living, which there are a cohort of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it's still it's still um, got a lot of stigma around it, hasn't it? HIV, oh yeah, massively. Massive amounts of stigma. Medically, we're fine. Um, in the UK, we're fine, let's say. Yeah. As, 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 as long as you get tested and you get treatment and you start treatment um, and you stick with that treatment, which for most, the majority of people is one tablet a day, um, then you medically were fine now. It is still stigma, though. One in three people living with HIV have received HIV-related stigma or discrimination. People it's usually down to just not understanding, isn't it? Because we know medically uh, we have things... Like uh, sometimes, yes. Or is it just people Other times horrible? it's just outright blatant <laughs> stigma. So, like, 
personally for me let's say i disclose on dating apps i've had people message me openly saying you shouldn't be on here why are you on here you're disgusting um you're vile you're what's wrong with the community because they don't yeah um because they Which just is see nasty. is there an element also that they're just not educated enough to understand it uh, they're probably not educated enough on what undetectable means in yeah. 2022 um yeah um and a large portion of stigma still happens within healthcare settings as well mm-hmm. right so, um you know it's only this week um that i've had a uh, a client at brigstow complain about something that wasn't very nice that happened during a pre-op assessment we've had north bristol nhs trust before put one of our clients last on a theater list because they thought that the theater required a deeper clean um post-surgery which is not true uh, base, uh, like universal precautions are enough because they're put in place to prevent you from the undiagnosed um, well that's the thing isn't it it's, so, it's not knowing that is more of a yes. risk to people and of course we do have um, PrEP as well which is something I'd recommend everybody um, go get tested and you know, make sure you get you, you can't get on it without getting tested I think but you know yeah, yeah you need a HIV test I wish it had existed when I was younger I really do because oh yeah you know, My, like if PrEP was around as freely as it is now because it is now on prescription it is free on the nhs and it is available to anyone regardless of gender or sexuality um then it's it's available to you and if i turn the clock back 10 years ago to when i was diagnosed back then people were buying prep privately they it wasn't available no. we couldn't it get was it was quite a fight to um, get it wasn't so it? um but if i had known about it back then my story could have been very very different yeah yeah, well, fingers crossed. There are a lot of people I hope who are getting on it whose stories are different. Um, yes, you know that, that's the main thing. So anyway, Aisha, <laughs> sorry, me, me and Alex are chatting. I always like to kind of do a little bit of you know the background about it because a lot of people still to this day don't understand much about mm. HIV and they get things like HIV and AIDS muddled up yeah. all um, the time, all the time. <laughs> um, you know, um, so it's kind of good to have a bit of a chat. And quite often, it still amazes me the number of people who don't know what PEP and PrEP is. Mm. Um, um, but you're from um, Common Ambition Bristol, aren't you? So I am indeed. first question, what is Common Ambition Bristol? So Common Ambition Bristol is essentially a community-powered co-production project that's been put in place in the city so that we can properly educate people yeah, from African and Caribbean heritage backgrounds in terms of HIV testing, HIV awareness, things like you just mentioned, PrEP, right. prep, and bringing it to the people, really. Cool. And, and uh, how long has it been going? It's been going now for for I think we are on the 18 month mark oh okay so it's been around for a while Um, it's been a lot of hard work but we're starting to get accepted by the community and people are starting to really interact with the project which is incredible for us it's never easy getting these things off the ground is it definitely not and getting people to actually start listening and and the like so I mean give us a obviously we don't want to talk about it in a huge amount of detail but uh, give us a kind of synopsis how has that journey been I mean was it quite resistant at first see this, this is one of the things we always talk about this and people talk about um, particularly African and Caribbean heritage communities as being hard to reach and in reality it's not that the community is hard to reach it's that necessarily the work that needs to be done hasn't been done well enough to reach them right. so that's one of the first things we had to do was really speak to the community see what they already knew what they wanted to know how they wanted to interact with a project like this so we spent a long time doing that um, and we managed to put in place some really really great things that we're doing now through the project that is really resonating with the community and the community 
community are like actually that's what we've been waiting for that's what we've wanted um so yeah we're what, what examples in the right of those things so we do barbershop outreach so we go out to the barbershops we talk to people at the barbershops um and some hairdressers and some local supermarkets um talking to people basically about what we do why we do what we do um we hand out condoms we hand out self-test kits um we're also doing community events so we've done quite a lot of events with death entertainment and life 2020 um which are established organizations within the community and um, we've got partners on board which is african voices forum so we're doing a lot of education there we've also got i like to call it the jewel in our crown um because essentially through this project we've opened um a clinic space which was actually today so we did it this afternoon it's oh, the last wow, thursday of every month um and when i talk about it i the reason i call it the jewel in our crown is it's bristol's only walk-in service for hiv and sti testing and it's the only service in bristol in the southwest that is specifically for african and caribbean heritage communities mm. and like we did that through this project that's what the community wanted we provided it and people are coming and it's it's really good really great stuff what, who are you seeing at clinic kind of in terms of like demographics of like we obviously know their heritage but kind of the mark like the makeup of the rest so, of them it's, it's, it's varied so as I said it's specifically for African and Caribbean heritage communities but we're seeing a span of ages we're seeing males we're seeing females we're seeing a little bit of everybody um, which is good we're seeing people who are seeing us on social media and for and um, you know various reasons dependent on their lifestyle they're not necessarily wanting to go into the main clinic um you know for unity so this gives them an opportunity to come somewhere where there's representation where we're all open-minded where it's you know you don't walk through the door and think oh my gosh i don't want to be here i don't want to be sitting here and you know you have to be hush hush yeah, you kind yeah. of come in and you see me and as you know i'm quite loud and i'm quite higher <laughs> um so yeah people are coming in we're putting them at ease we're catching jokes we're just it's just making it a space where people yeah, actually feel that's that they can that's come. That's something that's really needed. And how do you feel, like you said that it's common that African Caribbean communities are hard to reach or it, it hasn't been necessarily done in the right way. Mm-hmm. Why, do you not think there is still some kind of stigma within our communities mm. that prevents them from even coming through the door, even wanting to talk about it? Because I know when I was younger, I got there's a lot of religious aspects yes. to that like confrontation mm-hmm. how do you enable us to like bridge that gap and how yeah how do you enable us to bridge that there's, gap there's a lot of work that needs to be done within our community and I think one of the the great things that we're doing with the project is with basically it needs to start with an open and honest conversation yeah. and that's what Common Ambition are here for we're open we're honest there's no question is a dumb question we're making it so that even if you don't want to come in clinic if you're not in a space where you're like actually I've got some questions but I don't want to go into clinic we've set up a website that's got a lot of myth busting on the website because we know within our community there are a lot of myths that have come around that are just when you hear them you're like that can't you can't think that but people do and that's fine so the website is there to really let people explore by themselves the things that they may need to know and then when they want to they can come into clinic or social media I'm the person that answers the social media DM so we've had quite a few people that have dm'd us through social media that have got some questions but they're not at the stage where they want to openly Mm. be like walking into anywhere and that's fine so there's lots of avenues to kind of come and talk to us so for the social media it's common ambition bristol on facebook and on instagram 
Instagram and it's at Bristol Common for Twitter. So people are reaching out through those avenues, which is good. But also it's really just about getting people talking. And that's what the barbershop outreach does and the outreach into, um, you know, hairdressers and just generally seeing us around the community is helping. People are like, I know that logo. Barbershops uh, is such an excellent place to go for that community that's mm-hmm. already in, especially within black spaces. It's that community feels so strong. Yes. So it must be hard again to to feel well not to feel the confidence to go in there and actually be able to be like okay this is why I want to talk about sexual health how do you do that with schools because again so we so we don't our project deals with people so who are over the age of 16 okay. um, usually over the age of 18 so we kind of leave the school work to organisations like Brooke who yeah. that's, they specialise in that that's what they do because there's there's a whole ream of things that come along with mm. speaking to young people but it's we're, if young people approach us we will give them we will talk to them we will steer them in the right direction and that's kind of all we can do for mm. now but in terms of like going in there I was fine with it like I, I will happily talk about sex all day long <laughs> sex and sexual health like, I'm th- happy with the that the thing is like you're we're saying like how to reach with those barbershops those barbershops aren't hard to reach no. they've been there for years mm-hmm. they're well established venues in the community and within the sector within the sexual health sector we've coined this term hard to reach oh. which now we have to kind of bust because mm-hmm. they're not hard to reach you say hard nope. to reach to me I'm imagining imagining a, ni- a ninja warrior course <laughs> but actually it's just the messaging and the prevention and the campaigns haven't been directed or co-produced with those communities mm-hmm. so they don't see it's for them yeah. and like that's one of the biggest successes that we've had within gay and bisexual men is these campaigns have been made with the community yeah. for the community and a lot of the time in terms of african and caribbean heritage communities they're like <coughs> it's that thought of oh fiddlesticks we need to do something for them rather than it being straight from the beginning yeah. and i think that's what common ambition bristol is flipping the script about so we haven't got long left but if people want to go to the walking clinic Aisha Mm -hmm. like where is it when is it what time is it it's the last Thursday of every month at Charlotte Keel here in BS5 Mm. Um, just have a look at the website the address is on there we're on the Unity website as well so if you know the Unity website and you've used it just have a look for Common Ambition Bristol it tells you where to find us at Charlotte Keel have a look at our website tells you exactly where to go look at our social media you can guarantee you will find some posts on there from us talking all about clinic Um, but I will just mention as well in the talk about why um, African and Caribbean heritage communities have been left behind. We cannot leave out representation. Yeah. It's about having faces that you recognise, people mm. you can talk to who understand. Banter. Yeah, it's the banter. It's, it's that banter. understanding when you walk through the door, you're not going to feel othered. Yeah, you know, you literally can come in, you see a face and it's a face that you've either seen doing barbershop outreach mm-hmm. or you've seen on social media and you can be like okay I'm comfortable here and that has made all the difference oh it's, it's really good to hear how, how successful it's getting so just for listeners outside of Bristol we should point mm-hmm. out this is currently a Bristol thing hopefully it'll grow it'll be yes. brilliant um, but um, but yeah um, it, it's up in Bristol so um, mm-hmm. come up and check it out yeah come see us um, and you don't need to be a patient of Charlotte Keel nope. to go to that clinic <laughs> nope. it is literally walk in it's walk in yep. by name walk in like it does exactly Exactly what it says on the tin. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, I know you're going to hang around for the rest of the show, I'm for hoping. Sure. So, but um, uh, for now, um, uh, that's Common Ambition, Bristol, and the lovely Aisha. So, um, stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Shout Out. Um, we'll be back in a minute. The Shout Out Podcast. That's what I- 
Uh, that's uh, Love and Pride by King. Um, you, you told us why that one was, yes, didn't you? I think it's just synonymous of the 80s and the 90s. I think that song was everywhere. And I think even now, the message of that song still lies very true, which is like, what do our hearts yearn for is love and pride. And mm-hmm. we shouldn't be hiding away being HIV positive. There's a lot of us to love. And we should be proud that we are HIV positive. There's no shame in that. No. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That was the shortest TED talk I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the lovely uh, Terry is here. Can we get yeah, some news Terry. headlines with you, mate? You can. This is Showtime News for Thursday, the 24th of November. Five people have been murdered and some 23 others have been injured at a shooting at LGBTQIA plus nightclub Q in Colorado Springs. Although the police attending the incident have not yet speculated on a final motive for the shooting, for which one person has been taken into custody, the proprietors of the nightclub have little doubt that this was a homophobic case of violence against queer love. The owners of the club said they were, quote, devastated by the senseless attack on our community. Newswire Pink News agrees, noting that this incident occurred on the eve of Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is observed annually to honour the memory of trans people whose lives were lost in acts of anti-trans violence. It comes as LGBTQIA plus lives are being increasingly under attack in the US, with white supremacists and Christian fundamentalists protesting family-friendly drag shows, hundreds of anti LGBTQIA bills filed and just this week disgraced ex-president Donald Trump making an unhinged attack, they said, on trans people. The proprietors of Club Q said that brave gay and trans customers subdued the gunmen and allowed them to be taken into custody. The BBC News Channel added that former President Obama had added that the Florida attack was an attack of terror and an act of hate. 90 people, including football fans from Arsenal's LGBT plus fan group, joined a colourful noisy protest outside Qatar's London Embassy before the start of the FIFA World Cup in the country. They chanted slogans and protest coordinator Peter Tatchell told reporters, we are calling out the homophobic, sexist and racist regime in Qatar. We also sent a message of love and solidarity with victims of the dictatorship, that is Qatari LGBTs, women and migrant workers. Our aim is to keep the pressure on the Qatari government and its backers in FIFA, the football governing body that shamefully gave Qatar the World Cup. And on that note, the BBC has earned praise from across the political spectrum and from human rights and LGBT plus advocacy organisations as its coverage of the opening ceremony of the World Cup in Qatar, in the words of the Guardian newspaper, comprehensively trashed the tournament. The network joined other public sector broadcasters in avoiding the smooching with the powerful Qatari autocracy and instead focused on the corruption at the very top of FIFA, which led to the Qatari bid going through 10 years ago. And they gave airtime to respected human rights analysts Amnesty International to discuss the treatment of migrant workers, gay people and women in the state. 
With many people taking a stand over the World Cup in Qatar, as the extent of FIFA's corruption becomes clearer, there are many issues at stake. German media has reported that the wealthy football body has been compelling national teams to abandon wearing pro-diversity emblems on their sports kit. The new European newspaper ran a hard-hitting headline with the face of a child whose father had been killed building the infrastructure with only minimal safety precautions. And gay comic Joe Lysette, who had challenged football icon David Beckham to explain his endorsement of the tournament, revealed that the £10,000 he had threatened to shred in protest had in fact been donated to a wide variety of LGBTQIA plus community groups and charities. Mr Lysette also symbolically shredded a photo cover that Beckham had once posed for in the gay magazine Attitude. Attitude magazine endorsed this process and agreed that Mr Beckham had thrown the community under the proverbial bus. Mr Beckham has not responded to criticism by many sections of the press, media and LGBTQIA plus movements, but the Peter Tatchell Human Rights Foundation spoke for many when it summarised that Beckham was once upon a time a gay icon, but they said no longer. An exciting opportunity has arisen to join THT's Bristol's health promotion team to play a vital part in supporting the development and delivery of sexual health promotion initiatives for individuals at greatest risk of sexual health and reproductive inequalities across the Bristol region. The role will involve managing and working closely with individuals across the organisation, supporting the delivery of training and health promotion outreach work in a variety of settings, including health centres and community events. THT Bristol is particularly looking for a candidate who is able to involve African, Caribbean and Asian heritage communities with the aim of facilitating individuals to improve their knowledge and confidence and utilise tools which can improve their sexual health. Well, do you think this is you? Well, to apply, visit our news feed where we have popped a link to the THT job site so you can click on that and go through. Tributes from such stars as George Takei, Mark Hamill and Linda Cartner Carter, I beg your pardon, had been paid to the Batman voice actor Kevin Conroy, who was passed on to the realm of our gay ancestors at the age of 66 after a brief battle with cancer. Mr Conroy played Batman and Bruce Wayne in various multimedia formats, including video games, comic book animations and audio series. He had a wide repertoire to his name. And notable roles included playing a recurring gay lawyer in Dynasty during the middle 1980s. He also performed in the play Eastern Standard during this period too, a theatre piece centred around a closeted gay TV producer who is suffering from an AIDS-related illness. Mr Conroy formally came out in 2016 and he contributed a story to the DC Comics Pride special issue two years ago. He is survived by his husband, Vaughan C. Williams. In its obituary, NPR Radio in the States reported that Conroy was the best incarnation of Batman ever. And finally, the festive season is gradually creeping into view, and those people who listen to the radio and watch TV are already inundated with Christmas-themed commercials. In the UK, the Great Movies Christmas Channel switched on unbelievably early this year, in the first week of September, in fact, whilst Heart Xmas, a pop-up DAB radio station, has been running since mid-October. Not to be outdone by larger players, the West Midlands-based LGBTQIA-run station Gorgeous Radio have launched their own pop-up festive music service, 
playing non-stop Christmas party tunes. Available online at the Gorgeous Radio website, the Xmas channel might just be perfect for you if you are holding a party over the next couple of weeks or just fancy getting in a nice Christmassy mood with a bottle of mulled wine. Of course, not everyone in our community is a fan of Christmas, and if this applies to you, then fortunately in this internet age it is easy to find christmas free entertainment with podcasts and many specialist music services well for these new stories and more you can check out our website we update it every day we're at shoutoutradio.lgbt for shout out news this has been terry Starr. <laughs> Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Cordland. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. Get okay, ready. Like crazy little thing live on air Oh god <laughs> Alice has been let out On the mic Like you said You, you, you could you, you I could still can't be... believe This is actually yeah. um, Queen oh, Can I you not? Gonna say butter I love like, this song just, I thought it was like Elvis Underrated classic For me mm. It's like Yeah one of my Top tier Queen oh. tracks Are you a Queen fan? I am Very yeah. much so So you like that track? Yes so, I still, I still really like the, 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 the huge one What's it called? Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, thank you no. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name for a minute like <laughs> the Queen song right? I think I, like, I think the film was called that as well yeah, 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 you know, they did such that, a good that job that was such with a that. good film just a minor yeah, yeah. non-number one track by Queen yeah. called didn't Bohemian it stay in the charts for like one of the longest times probably or something like that. I don't know well they actually wouldn't play it on the radio mm. because it was so long and so unusual yeah and classically whenever you do that a bit like Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Relax uh, when they ban it, everybody wants it. So yeah, they went and bought true. it, and it became a number one. And then it's like, well, Radio One, you kind of need to play it because it needs to go on top of the pops too, as yeah, it was yeah. back then. Do you yeah. remember that? It is a long song. So yeah, it is a very long song. But yeah, it's played in memory of the late and great Freddie Mercury, which mm, today we celebrate the anniversary of his passing yes. due to HIV. Mm. Yeah, bless. It's exactly a week before us, you know. Quite poignant. It's very yes. poignant. Mm. Very, and, very and we poignant. were just talking actually, just just before um, um, we, we came on air about you know what could have happened because we lost a, a lot of people. Yeah, to so like there HIV is this massive culture gap. I think that. Britain um, and the world actually saw because we had all of these elders of the LGBT community mm. that are no longer with us or never got to become elders but all of those people or a large portion of those people would have gone into the creative sector so they're your writers your performers your actors your actresses your song like your singers your hairdressers your makeup artists your actual artists all of these people where those professions do tend to sway more towards L- LGBTQ individuals because we're creative and we like to express ourselves. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> but they never got a chance yeah. to even put pen to paper. They never got a chance to st- hone their craft, study their craft, do their craft. Mm. So yeah. there is that question of what could have been, what have we missed out on because we have a like this well, massive void. How many more songs ama- and how amazing would they have been if mm. even Freddie mm. Mercury had not passed away? You know, I, we will never know. But I feel like we are, we well, you and I and obviously Andy uh, um, and everyone in this room ha- are now the elders. Like we have to become 
from what oh, the yeah. young what the young people didn't have or what we didn't have. Yes, yes, exactly. Because like, obviously, it's important concentrating on the past, but like, what can we do to make sure that never happens again? Yeah, and it's it, it's it one of the reasons shout out exists. Like we like, I don't like focusing too much on the past because there is that shift of you know if you were to google hiv or aids it is can be a very dark and depressing subject mm. for you to be able to read yeah. and that is what is holding people back from testing it is that fear it is that stigma and that mm-hmm. fear of not what it means to medically live with hiv because people kind of tend to know that we're not dying anymore but socially mm-hmm. what does it mean to live with hiv am i going to be able to deal with this and it's the fear of that that are holding people back and we're not getting people into clinic we're not testing enough people and that's cross the board yeah. that's not just the lgbtq community yeah. the best and thing you can do is get tested yeah, but no one wants that shoe to drop that do you know what I mean? Drop. Yeah, do you know when mm. the other shoe drops? Like, it's it's a saying that means like once you know, you know, and the shoe. That's when drops. you have to deal with yeah. it. That's when you have to deal with it. But the the, the prob- problem is if you leave it, your health can get so bad. Oh yeah, of course. It, it, um, but I think, for example, with the black and brown community, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been a history of distrust within the NHS mm. and with medical professions. So there's a massive barrier not caused by our community that has put it, been put in front of us that we don't want to go to clinics because we're scared mm. of like what we might find out how we might get treated how we might yep. get othered and so yeah I can completely understand why there is a stigma that's why Common and Bristol, yep. Bristol is so integral to the community absolutely yeah. and I think also for, for black and brown communities remember that the generation of people that come over for Windrush the first type of public health announcements that they were seeing Let's not forget the Tombstone advert. We hate to talk about it, but we have to. It's scared so, the living daylight out, out of, of everybody. me as a kid. That, but that out of everybody. And, and, and the worst thing about it is, to this day, it still frightens it's Exactly. Me. And this is one of the things that whenever we do outreach and we talk to elders within the community, they remember that Tombstone advert. They remember getting things through their letterbox. So the fear that they pass down to mm. their children about yeah. that time, and that's where a lot of the stigma comes in. And that's where a lot of the stigma comes in, not just for HIV, but also for LGBTQ communities. The above us, yeah, yeah. But everybody I, around those communities. Anyway, was scary um, before we yeah. before we go down a complete rabbit hole with this, um, the, the, the biggest thing about that, this for another I was hour. Say, and and the biggest thing that we need to point out, obviously, is it is World AIDS Day in, in is, a week, and there is a load of it, events. There are events out. coming up, and I was just about to say, like, I don't like to focus too much on the past, and the way that I use the past is to aid me in directing on where we need to go it grounds me Mm. i can reflect and i can still see what we need to keep what needs to change and how and how we can adapt and now the narrative and the story of hiv is very much one cause for celebration we have pep we have prep we have treatment people aren't dying we have the morning after pill we have the contraceptive pill all for hiv we have the tools in our belt to be able to eradicate new new cases of HIV in the UK by 2030. We do just need government to pull their finger out. <laughs> so that is why it is really, really important that even now, when we're not having the death in the numbers that we once were, we have to still fight for HIV Always. and make sure that we keep it on people's agendas. So that's why World AIDS Day is still important and we still need to mark it. So what is Bristol doing? If you walk around the city, there are billboards that tell everybody about undetectable equals untransmittable. That means oh, people amazing. living with HIV on effective treatment cannot 
pass HIV on to their partners. This means that women living with HIV can give birth to negative babies. It mm-hmm. means that two partners who are HIV positive and negative can have a long and happy life. Yep, yep. At the same time, there's bus stop campaigns happening, telling everybody exactly the same message. And these are all around the city. You just need to look for them. If you want to know what they look like, head to the Brixstow socials and it'll be there. But what are we doing? This Saturday, we have our main celebration event where we will have personal testimonies from people living with HIV. Uh, we will have Sing Out Bristol doing a little performance and closing the proceedings. We have star of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 1 UK, Something Wong. Oh, and, she, and she will be singing us out. This is at the Trinity Centre. It is 6 till 8.30. It is free to attend. You can just rock up. Side note, free wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then following that, we have got an after party at the Queen Shilling. It's called It's Not a Sin. Do you like what I did yeah. there? Thank <laughs> you. You are all very welcome. Um, and we, again, it's, um, it's a fundraising night. We're going to go back to the 80s in the 90s of that pure absolute guilt pleasure time where everybody just went out to party to forget what was happening and that's what we want to bring back so um, it's £5 entry if you arrive before half 11 it's £8 entry after we've got drag shows all money raised including the door take on that night will go back to Brixstow so it is a massive fundraiser and then on World AIDS Day itself, which is the 1st of December, which is a week today on Thursday, we will have our candlelight remembrance vigil because we do need to provide that space mm-hmm. to remember all of our loved ones and all of our siblings over the years that we have lost to HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives us this time and this space to be able to reflect and to be able to mourn. Um in that space where it's protected and it's not all about celebrating the successes which are there are many for HIV so packed events it's going all on it started today with a flag raising outside city hall um so the red ribbon flag is flying proudly over bristol yeah. amazing um so yeah lots of things and um of course can people get the red ribbons in places I'm if you come to one of our events there will be ribbons there i am walking around with red ribbons so they'll be like I have a permanent stash on me so if you see me grab me and I mean you can physically grab me if you want and just say <laughs> Ali can I have a ribbon and I will I will be handing them out to um venues in Old Market and the Queen Shilling um, so you can pick up a ribbon um, and wear your ribbon with pride the red ribbon yeah. the first ribbon that ever got designed for a medical awareness campaign nice. everybody copied yeah. HIV yep. Yes. We were the first ones. Yes. <laughs> Claim it. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Done. So. And how I did that in the time, and I've managed to claw back, so we're only a minute over. <laughs> I think I need to be awarded. You're welcome. And we managed to talk about an awful lot of things in that too. So, yes, but yeah, check out the events. They're, they're well worth um, um, going along to. And also, it's really good to support Brigstow too, because uh, they're a charity um, big at our hearts we as are. well, which is, which is we lovely. Are. So, uh, right, you're listening to Shout Out. Back in a minute. The Shout Out Podcast. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Listeners Awards are now open. 
Comprised of 23 awards in five categories, they're your chance to tell us who you think is your best of the best. Round one is open nominations. You can nominate anyone for any award. Nominations will close at Christmas and then open again for the finals in January. Then, join us live at the Old Market Assembly in Bristol for our award ceremony sponsored by Hugo, where we'll announce the winners. To cast your nominations, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. Oh, well, I ruined that by kicking the wrong jingle off there. Well, never mind. <laughs> well, I thought it was some spectacular mixing. <laughs> <laughs> spectacular mixing and Andy. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't uh, see like you just did that Conchita verse one. Uh, well, I think no one needs to hear that live. <laughs> so if I was to do a performance of that, that would be what It'll the kids a, call a lip sync. Uh, yes. right, so. um, but yes, I was lip syncing for my life. But you can't not with that song no. if you're not actually like fist bumping like, like doing that, in the air, like the it? x factor air grab <laughs> like if you're not doing that during that song there is, is something that? wrong with you and you need to have a word with yourself in front yeah. of your beyonce fan <laughs> yeah quite all so, of that anyway oh, i am so so pleased to be able to bring the awards back this year in the presence of one of your most recent it, winners yes, i'll have you know. yes <laughs> I mean, we, couldn't, we couldn't have timed that better um ali actually won local hero of the year in the last awards before he was involved with shout out it was like 20 2017 it does annoy me that i can't get nominated local <laughs> local hero yeah yes. i know i'm a local hero and yet nothing i'm not gonna get anything <laughs> so well the awards last one in 2017 we were trying to bring them back when obviously the wonderful thing that was covid yes. um hit which um kind of and we we ums and about do we do an online one and the problem is these are awards for people who do a lot of things and a lot of people had to stop as well mm. because of covid so now we're kind of back almost back to normal it's not 100 percent, is it but we're back doing things like we had pride this year and we've talked about some amazing events coming up in the next week etc we really wanted to um, bring them back so um, and we have they are now open you can go and nominate I'm so Um, proud that we can actually nominate and highlight our community I am starting the campaign hashtag Miss Beaver to host okay (laughs) I mean you can try as hard as you might but you're going to have to wrestle me no but we could like we could team up we could be that's a gruesome team right there we we could be the test daily and Claudia Winkleman of the show Shout out listener awards. Of course. Of course. Naturally, darling. (laughs) But the awards are about other people. No, no, no. We know. And that's why. We know. That's why you need (laughs) fabulous hosts. Exactly. To like give the stage away, you know, create that space. uh, But yeah, there's a total of, I think it's 23 awards. 25. um, 25. Oh, got corrected Um, there. I think. Isn't there? I read somewhere there was 25 awards. So I put, I put it somewhere in the script, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing, so, Andy. And you've yeah. resurrected it. And I'm so happy that like we actually get to celebrate well, so what we're doing. It's in so how do I nominate somebody? Uh, so you can go to... <laughs> well done, Terry. Shoutoutradio.lgbt <laughs> forward slash right. awards. Uh, there's a form on there that you can fill out. And we've also put a bit at the end as well. Um, because the live event, although it's free, it is ticketed for capacity. Um, so when they are available, if you'd like us to let you know, you can fill out the bit there 
caramel email and not to say know. about but you know we have got Brixstow here <laughs> <laughs> there is a category for support organisation so there is a lot we've of got people. we've got category for performers um, artists and writers we've got one for events uh, we've got a category for groups and organisations uh, we've got a category for places and people and then we've got the gold awards Ooh. which we have added more to this year so you may remember back in 2017 we had local hero of the year that was that, me that is that me one. I am the last local hero you are yeah there's been some amazing people won that one of them was even um, a posthumous one she'd sadly passed away oh um, yeah Piers. Amazing, yeah. Piers. Um, and um, Darren's won it for... Steve from the Bear Pride. Bar. Steve won it from the Bear Bar for um, um, sporting Alid someone with cancer. is your current reigning local hero. Um, but we've now changed it. It's now Hero of the Year. For the simple reason, shout-out's a lot bigger. We have such a wide reach. We didn't want it to be Bristol-centric. Mm. So it's now... It's the same award, um, and it has to be awarded to um, someone who goes above and beyond for their LGBT plus community. Can you win that award so. twice? No, Alice. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Maybe in a couple of years' time. No we'll other heroes. There are there's lots many of a there's hero loads. in our community. But there's another one we've added to complement to it. So Ooh. this year we're introducing two additional awards in that category. One is for the most diverse company. Oh. So company that goes beyond what is required by law um, to help. LGBT people within their own organisation so you can nominate company this year we've never done that before mm. um, the other one is we're introducing a new award called the Make It Happen Award mm. which is for someone who you wouldn't normally see in the limelight for someone who behind the scenes makes something amazing happen you know we do so many different things throughout the year events and all the different things that go on there's a lot of people you see because they're the prominent figures of it but behind the scenes there's a lot of people who do a lot of work that without them it wouldn't happen. Mm. So this year we're also targeting that so there is an award for that that you can nominate. So yeah, that and loads of other ones, everything from like queer sp- uh, best queer space, so there's club and club night, best bar person is back, that's always a popular <laughs> one. Drag best queen! Drag artist. <laughs> I um, may be a drag queen! Performer, performance group. Uh, we got a new one, best free event this year um, is in there. Um, best festival, best newcomer event must have started this year. Um, best community event, uh, there's loads of them. Uh, shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. Open nominations, you can nominate anyone they'll close at Christmas then we'll open them again in January with your finalists for you to vote for your winner and then in February at the end we will award the awards um, at the big ceremony and then Lara and Miss Beaver will host the award (laughs) ceremony you are very welcome my darling in our fabulous ball gowns (laughs) and our frocks yep and we will not let the night get away from us and we were we're going to be very we'll keep it tight I'm Trez professional Trez professional so tight Trez professional slick profesh Mm -hmm. don't drag queen swear too much to be like I don't swear and I'm very professional (laughs) Andrew I'm a sailor so we'll have to like we'll compliment each other I completely full full named you then Andrew I will be fine (laughs) alright Alexander that's absolutely fine (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited this is going to be great and I love anyway uh, that is it for another week (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we're out of time. Uh, listeners' awards are now open. Please get nominated. You can nominate anyone for any award. Just go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards and cast your vote. Uh, next week, it's a really weird one. It's starter kits and ballroom, but it is shout out after all. From myself, from Terry, from Aisha, from Lara, and from Alid. Strike a pose. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye bye.
shout out. LGBT Radio for you.